So hello and welcome to an extra special setup cast with myself, Glenn Price. Um, not joined by Ollie, who couldn't make it back today because we decided to do a very quick special with uh, what should we say, two of Shrewsbury's heroes of the of the week, um, Mike Davis and Roger Groves, who obviously went down to London and, unlike the team last year, came back with a trophy. So um, winners of what was it, the EFL Fan of the Year? What was it? Supporter of the Year. Supporter of the Year. Yeah, yeah. which is really prestigious for us as a football club, and obviously a, a real pat on the back for you guys for the work you've done. So we thought it'd be nice to just you know catch up with you and, and reminisce really about how how you've ended up getting to here because it's been a long journey. I've known you both for quite a long time and from you know back into the Shrew Trust days really and, and sort of seeing how we got to where we are with the sports department that's done some amazing things that football clubs around the country were going to be very envious of so mm-hmm. thought we'd, we'd catch up with that um, and then we'll talk about your fun that you had in London last night you're both nursing hangovers still so we'll see how far we get on with that um, <laughs> and then we'll cover what, 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 what really uh, the sports department might be looking at to do next and um, what your next projects will be so yeah thank you for joining us and um, yeah we'll crack on it was no more than Shrewsbury deserved the cross coming in from Billy Askew, signed on loan this week. The finish from who else? Gary Shaw. Vintage Shaw, really. So, Mike and Roger, um, as I said, I've known you two for quite a while, and I think a lot of fans are, are starting to you know, recognise you as two of the guys that have done a lot for us as fans. But you've both been involved in sort of working with the football club on behalf of the fan base predominantly for quite a long time. And I thought it would be a good opportunity to sort of to, you know, talk about your, your heritage and where you came from with that. And I've known Roger a little bit longer than you, Mike, so I thought I'd start with Roger. But my, my first became aware of you, really, through your son, obviously playing for the Waste Supporters, yeah. but also, yeah. uh, what was it, back in 2009, 10, something like that, with the Shrews Trust? I can't remember how far back that was, but you were, you were a big part of getting that off the ground weren't you yeah yeah I think it was uh, back in uh, 2005 six eventually that's when it sort of first came around Um, and uh, it seems an awful long while ago that does Lynn it does yeah Um, yeah I I was part of that sort of initial group uh, Mm. um, with Aidan and Ian Jones and Colin Story that sort of uh, had that idea and you know trust were evolving then Um, you know it's obvious to say they're very much sort of an insurance policy and Mm. They came into to clubs that were um, struggling, yep. uh, in trouble, and that's what it was. And and you know that's not to say we were, but we weren't in the position we're in now. Hmm. Um, so we set up the the trust, and and it was very much an insurance policy. So that's that's how I got involved. Um, if I go back a little bit further, two thousand and three yep. was the year we went down. That that was when I sort of just I remember going to the first meeting. Um, in the uh, in under the stand at the, the the old gay meadow, and Keith Seyfritz was there, and they were talking about the plans for the for the new ground mm, and, yes. and that. And uh, I can remember turning up, and the first person I saw was Ian Whitfield, <laughs> and um, I just sort of said, you know, what's the what's the script for tonight? And he just said, oh, we'll just go with the flow. I think we're still doing that now, mm, a, yep. a little bit. Um, so uh, that was my my first involvement with it. Yeah, um, I remember those meetings you talk about. They were the Umbrella Group meetings. I remember. That's they correct. Were yeah, I, I think that was my first time where I was involved in any of this, you know, stuff like that. I remember going to a few of those latter meetings, and we talked about it on the podcast before the meeting where there was a vote asked for the seat colour at the new stadium and it passed by one vote to be blue and amber rather than blue and white and it's just things like that you think about <laughs> looking back now it's quite an important thing for football wasn't it about its branding but yeah interesting those news and, and, and Mike you know on the same sort of topic we were, I was talking to you earlier today and you were saying you first got to know Roger really well through the sports parliament and being the co-chairs on that but I'm presuming you crossed paths during the, the Shrews Trust days maybe or not yeah yeah I mean my first involvement was with the trust um, again I'd, I'd sort of I hadn't been involved, but I'd been sort of coming along to meetings and, you know, when we campaigned for the new ground yep. as a, a young supporter back then, I, I was sort of, you know, on all the rallies when we, you know, carrying the coffin through town and all the rest <laughs> yeah, of it, you know, and uh, and things like that. And then 
really I just wanted to get more involved and so uh, I remember I think it was at the Brooklands um, my mm. first first trust meeting I turned up and you know sat at the back had no idea what was going on um, and sort of it went from there really yeah it's interesting I mean because I think I think that's why I wanted to bring it up personally because there are a lot of fans who've been doing a lot of things for this football club for a long time and the sports parliament's taken a lot of the the massive benefit at the moment and obviously we're being recognised nationally now for, for the work that's been done but I, I like to think that it's been going on a long time and, and it's been a core of the same sort of people a lot of the time and we've had people coming in and come out of it a lot of the time but I think the, the recognition really is there that we've, we've had a bunch of fans uh, you two predominantly as well leading the charge that want to interact with our football club and over a succession of different CEOs and chairman type things we've had some roadblocks and we've had some progression and it seems to be at the moment it's working the best it has done in my time supporting the football club and, and, and I say the sports department and yourself deserve a lot of credit for that so that was it really and I, and I guess it was for me we were talking earlier on and it was almost like the Shrews Trust that kind of led into talking about the sports parliament because I'm, I remember you guys probably used, used to go to meetings with the EFL and stuff didn't you in terms of I can't remember what they were now and, and the ideas of sports uh, parliaments were brought up from understand what was going on at Wolves I think was one of our, our leading factors into it and I, I know Mike you were just involved in setting it up so I'll probably ask you that question first but obviously yeah. we had Martin uh, James at the football yeah. club at that time and talk us through that first process of how we even established a sports parliament yeah again I think it was through a trust meeting and the thing with supporters trust is they're, they're fantastic they you know give the the supporters that body that you know you've got the rules in place and all the rest of it I think what a lot of fans find though is is on the day-to-day stuff you you know there's a lot of rules and regulations and red tape that you have to sort of jump mm. around which slows everything down when you come to little projects that you just want to get done and you know it, Martin was working for the football club at the time and and I remember discussing it with him and he said, look, wouldn't it be a fantastic idea if we did something like Wolves do, which is a sports parliament which basically encompasses all the the supporters groups um, and basically you have reps from different supporters groups being able to come along, Mm. all the fans just off the street coming along and basically being able to say what what they need to say and... um, we sort of took that forward and because it isn't a constituted group as, as such, the club I don't feel think felt as threatened um, by that, which yeah. I, th- I think they possibly did by the, the supporters' trust. Um, and it, it went from there, really, and, and myself and Martin set the SP up and... Um, yeah, and it's, it's just gone from strength to strength, really. Yeah, so I, I look. I went and we look back at when we actually first started the sports parliament, and I, I look back. It was the it was Thursday, the twenty seventh of February, uh, two thousand and fourteen, which again seems like a long time ago, Roger. And I remember, you know, I was out that first night with a, with a lot of fans as well. And it was it was exciting, wasn't it? It did feel like there was something that was different about it that could achieve things that we, we maybe hadn't as a fan base before, with with a sort of groundswell of opinion behind us. Really. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think just sort of finishing off on the trust thing. I mean, yeah. if you if you think back at sort of Chester, Hereford. Telford that that trusts looked after those clubs, own the clubs, and yeah. the trouble that they've been into. And probably Mike's right that you know it felt like that that was probably not the right mm. the right vehicle for us as a as a football club. And there was that stigma around it. And and you know I've challenged supporters direct who were a great body that, that yeah. I could understand where they were trying to get with it. I think okay, you know you might you need to evolve. Along the way, and and I didn't feel that they did, and so mm. the supporters' parliament. It's I actually now feel it's less about the name over the door almost. It's just about having that open dialogue yeah. with the football club, and yeah. and as Mike said, less less threatened about it. And it just seems like you know 2014. Wow, you know mm. the the time has Flow just by. flown. But 
what we where we've gone with it and everything else is just absolutely fantastic. It is, and it's a certain progress. You know, for me again, as a fan that's been coming along and been helping out as much as I can with certain projects, but certainly not to the level of, of many of the guys on the sports parliament. You know, I've seen the progression of how we've gone through the, the different people who've been at the football club, and you know, it's it's evolved in something very powerful. And I think we'll go through that as we talk about the history of it. But um, yeah, I say that first night, I found, I found it really fascinating, and it was. I remember sitting there listening to. I think it maybe was you, Mike, that did a speech with yeah. Martin about yeah. what was going on at Wolves, and I was. You know, it seemed like the the process that Wolves were doing with you know elected members to certain things. We, we weren't quite there, and possibly weren't a big enough fan base to get to that point. But there was obviously a framework to build around, um, and I think that's kind of where we are now, isn't it? Really? Yeah, I mean, we didn't want to fall into the same um, sort of make the same mistakes we made with the trust, really. Mm. Which you know, you, you you ended up with the same three or four people doing everything, and and. It becomes very, very difficult then. Yeah. Um, you know, with the SP, we wanted it to be totally fluid so people could come in and out. I mean, you, you were saying earlier that, you know, we've got a, a, a great group of, of supporters who have been mm. involved in lots of stuff. But what people have got to realise is, yes, they have, but also we we do this for the love of our football club. We don't do it. We don't get paid. We don't get anything for doing this. Unfortunately, well, fortunately, we've all got, you know, family lives. We've all got jobs that... that take precedent over everything mm. that we do for the football club so there are times where people have to duck out for yep. six months or 12 yep. months and it's great that I think we have got a core of supporters you know Chris Wynn uh, you know Aid Plimmer um, Ian Jones Colin Story you know Rob and Rachel Simon Moore people like yep. this yep. who when they step out other guys are willing to step in and it, it, it just means that we can just continue doing those projects and, and carrying on as, as normal really I think it's a yeah. brilliant thing to say and to me <coughs> Roger will probably agree with this that the one thing that unites all those people who might have different views on a manager might come from different backgrounds you know we've, we've probably all clashed at points there's one thing that unifies every single person you mentioned there and everyone else who's involved in sports department is that they're utterly passionate about Shrewsbury Football Club and our fans and you know everything that's being put in as you said in terms of time of, of, of your own time is going towards the benefit of, of the other fans there and I think that is what I've been trying to get across on the podcast really about the sports parliament is that you know without it and we'll go through some of the major projects that have happened we would we would have a, a worse fan base we would have worse facilities we, would, we wouldn't be where we are now without us having uh, the drive of the sports parliament I say that, that passion comes through with you guys and it, it's great to see on a sports parliament meeting when everyone's engaged like that isn't it Roger? Yeah absolutely and uh, you know we, we've got you know we can talk about Super Blues OSC yeah, and, yeah, that. And, yeah. and you know it's fair to say Trust Super Blues OSC away travel club Yep. We're all separate bodies. They've all got their own identity, but with the supporters' parliament, they've still got that identity. Yes. And that's what it's all about, and and so there's no threat there. But we all work together on it. And, and as Mike said, you know, some people dip in and dip out, and sometimes all you want to do is just speak to one person and say, right, what do you think about this? And you get an idea from mm. them, and then you you can move forward with it. And it's it's just refreshing that we can now do that, and I think we've probably learned that mm. it, maybe the hard way, you know. Mm. And, and you know, it's been some challenges. SGFC will always do things the hard way, you know, <laughs> and so uh, as supporters, we will too. But it's very much all collectively coming together for the one thing that we all love, and that's that's the football club. Yeah. And you know, I've said it today that you know people who work for the football club, it's a different thing for them. For us, it is. You know, it's ingrained into yep. us, isn't it? it we, we love our club. Yeah, we're addicted. That's the problem. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can't, it, it, can't escape an that. Yeah. Um, and so we're going to talk about the early days of your sports park, really. I mean, one thing that, that stood out for me, which which meant I got engaged with it really quickly, was how we went from a, a position of, of 
format, format formalising the sports parliament, trying to see where we go, to then having what was possibly the first big project that came along, which was looking at the badge, whether fans really wanted to change it, going through the process of proving that to the football club, which was a, quite an onerous task, to be honest with you. Um, and then we got to that point, and then it was trying to work with Matt Williams, wasn't it, at that point in time, to, yeah. to yeah. bring the badge back. And that, and that really was the first sort of staging post for the sports parliament for me, in terms of showing that, yes, we could provide a snapshot of the fans to the football club, they could trust that, and then move forward in, in, in making changes. Yeah, yeah I think... Again, it, it's all about the process. I mean, we've just been through it. We're two years with the safe standing. We did the same with the badge. We've done the same with various different things. It's, you know, you, you, the football club hear what the, the sports are saying, but at the end of the day, <clears throat> they hear that vocal minority sometimes. Yep. So, <clears throat> sorry, it's about it's about showing them that actually what they're hearing is what the majority of supporters want um, with the badge you know it was pretty obvious to, yeah. to most people that we needed to do something um, again similar sort of process to how we've done with the safe standing we went to Matt said look Matt you know can we look at this more in depth and he, he basically said look if you can prove to me that we will sell more merchandise the fans will be happier with a, with, with a, a, a different badge with the loggerheads or whatever it might be We'll, we'll consider it and, and at the end of the day the football club are, you know they, their lifeblood is, is selling shirts yep. and selling merchandise so it, it's, it's a no brainer really mm. um, we went out and you know went through the whole process of proving that to the football club and to be fair to the chairman and to Matt you know they, they listened to that um, and obviously the change mm. was made but you know we were just again a little bit like with a safe standing. We we've been the the two guys that have have gone forward to the club and said this, but we've had huge amounts of supporters behind us. Yep. You know, with the badge, it was Justin and and Jeff and, and the, the bring back the loggerheads campaign yourself, and you know who were the, the ones that were, were feeding us this information. We're, we're just the ones that then take that forward to the club, really. And the good thing was that it was those guys that you know got involved yeah. in helping prove that point then. I remember printing off and then later, a month later counting all the thousand uh, responses <laughs> yeah, yeah, of tick yeah. boxes yeah. that we had back, You know all those processes that we kind of forget now. It's been so long. And Justin and, and, and Jeff were obviously involved at that stage. And that's the good thing about it is it's kind of you can approach the sports department with any kind of idea and look at Chris Wynn with the ticket initiatives he's brought forward. We've had yeah. numerous other examples where yeah, you, you guys have been sort of Dealing with the club on that maybe day to day basis with Chris, and but it, any idea really is what we want as a sports partner, isn't it? If there's a fan out there that's had a thought or an idea, the best place now for our fan base is to bring it to us and, and bring it to the sports partner and yeah. see where it can go, isn't it? Really, yeah, absolutely. And uh, it's totally trans, you know, transparent. And uh, I can remember just thinking back to that meeting we had with Matt, you know, and he said, If you can, if you can prove to me, you know, <laughs> yeah. the, I, I came out and I remember saying to Mike, That's it, it's all about the tactics now, we've got it. Mm. we've got it in the bag here and, and it was still a long thing to do after that you know to yes. get that done but but it was it just the fact that they were listening you know and uh, I've messaged Matt today and said you know you're <laughs> you're the one you started it all off but yeah, you know you didn't get a trophy <laughs> he's not had a trophy <laughs> he's got yeah. Matt's gone to Burnley hasn't he he's not had a trophy yeah. there yeah. Yeah. No, I can't no, tell no. you the abuse I've had though <laughs> oh dear and then we should really mention Matt I say he did he's, he's you know we're, we're doing the history of the sports department as well as you guys and he did play a big role and again in taking it on another stage didn't he in terms of the way he worked with it and you know I personally met him and he was always really good to engage with ideas and as Mike covered there I think that's a really good point that I think 
bears more reflection is that the football club, for a long time, on my personal view, before we got to where we are with the sports parliament and the umbrella group maybe, was it was always quite nervous about taking on what fans were saying because it was always felt like it was a knock to the football club. In actual fact, it was the best focus group stuff you can get. You know, If your fans were reflecting something, they needed to do something about it a lot of the time. And, and it felt like Matt really got that. To be honest, we, I've, I've been very, very lucky in my time on the sports groups to have three chief execs or general managers, yep. you know, starting with um, Martin James, yep. really. Um, Martin was the first guy that actually would, you know, would sit down and say, look, guys, what can we do? And listen to us, and we could go to him and throw ideas at him. And then, you know, Matt came in, um, you know, like a... Like we'll, a whirlwind. 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 Um, whirlwind. We, met, uh, we met him for the first time at uh, the Charles Darwin. I yeah, remember you invited yeah. me, Dave Matthias, a few of the other fans that had been working on Sports yeah. Parliament stuff yeah. to meet him, and he was just like full of ideas, yeah. full, change the Absolutely. world kind of attitude, yeah. and that's what we needed. Yeah. Really. And it was very refreshing that meeting. Yeah. I thought, you know, there was it was almost like the gloves are off type meeting. Tell me, tell me what you really think, yeah. and you know, he didn't want to gloss over anything. And uh, you know, I remember coming away from that thinking, wow, you know, this. Hmm? this We've we've got an open door here. Let's use it, and and that for me was the start of it, really. And he bought us all chips as well, so he, he was, did, he was yeah, in for yeah, me from that yeah. point onwards. <laughs> it's no, all that's where the chips takes. thing comes from. <laughs> yeah. Possibly, yeah. Although we lost Jenny's catering under him, that's a whole different ball game. Um, <laughs> and then obviously we've we've had you know we've had Brian more recently, Amazing, who yeah. who has just been you know I know this season that you know he's he's had some stick and um, totally uncalled for to be honest. He he is totally changed the way that we do things certainly from a supporter's point of view um you know we couldn't have got half of the stuff done um without him being on board um you know, and he, he is he is a, a fantastic guy to work with. Really, really is. It is. I think we've mentioned this in the podcast before about how he must be frustrated because I would say that the last two years off the pitch in terms of what things we move forward with, which we'll come to talk about the projects that have gone on, have been amazing. And yet we just had a season where on the pitch it has been dire. Off the back of what was one of the best seasons in living memory, it's kind of like it just takes a little bit of the shine off of what's going on at the football club. We shouldn't really, but we are invested in watching football at the end yep. of the day and yep. you can never really hide away from that. But at the end of the season, if we stay up, we've got a good chance to take a step back and think, the fundamentals of the club are still perfect, you know. Yeah. The fan base in the club are working well. We've got another go at League One next season. It kind of resets the bar. Just need to get there over the next few days, don't we? Yeah, we do. Yeah, you know, win and a draw, and everyone, We're done. The, yeah. the world is a much happier place. It is, it is. So, yeah, you mentioned Brian there. I mean, one of the things I thought it was reflecting on was it wasn't always smooth sailing with the sports parliament. It's fair to say we've had some ups and downs. I remember a meeting we had here in yeah. this room, which should just say we're recording this in the Prince of Wales, so thanks to Ian, <laughs> Ian and Vicky for letting us use the facilities again. But I remember Brian's first meeting here was very taut. It was around the kit gate thing, yep, and he was yeah. trying to justify the vote not going the way that most fans seemed to want to go. And to be fair to Brian, he, he that was a hard first meeting to come into, and he dealt with it admirably, and then pretty much been up all the yeah. way from there. Yeah. Yeah. Brian's always said to us, you know, he, he won't shy away from a fight, you know, he won't shy away <laughs> for, from, from, you know, coming in and, and saying how he feels um, pretty much like we're exactly the same you know and, and everyone may think that you know behind the scenes it's you know we, we phone him and everything's great and, you know we, we've we've had some you know real arguments mm. over certain things and you know we've put ideas to him that he doesn't agreed with and yeah. we've fought for and then we've either sort of thought well actually maybe he's right or we've thought actually no we're mm. gonna we're gonna stick to our guns here um, but that's just, to be honest, that's what it's all about. You know, yeah. it's it's about that. It's about different opinions, and um, and I think that's why it works so well. 
Mm. It's, it is to be fair, and, and I'll get to Roger now. I mean, we, we, I wrote down a list off the top of my head of the sort of major things that happened with a with a drive from the sports department, really. And we talked about the badge returning, but we also painted all the concourses over over a summer. I remember, which was a big benefit to the West and South Stand. I know we got finished off by the community team later on, which was yeah. brilliant work from them. Um, there was obviously the issues around the Memorial Garden and the work that Simon Moore did working with the sports department there to, to establish that, which was fantastic. Um, obviously, the fan zone working with the community team, um, trying to bring that on and get what would be right for the fans. Um, then we've been doing lots of sort of promotion drives at certain times, particularly the two Wembley visits last year. I remember yeah. Mike and you forcing me to go up to the top of the column yeah. and wave a flag around. Yeah. And yeah. Things like that are really, In the rain. really important yeah. to, the, to the town, really, just to get that name out there. Um, so I kind of called that rousing the fan base because I think that the, the sports department does have that role as well now in terms of trying to. Yeah, kind of rouse us and get us going sometimes. Um, but there's also been loads of work on ticket prices. Um, one of the things I'm most most proud of this football club is is having the free tickets for under 12s, which again something that was driven through the yeah. sports parliament, as yeah. far as I'm aware. And then in recent times, we've obviously had Smithies opening. How we engage with that in terms of the naming, and obviously I know you guys and, and some of the other guys had a lot of work in terms of what would be decorated like working with the community team. And then obviously from last season onwards, um, after Christmas untimely passing, the sports parliament have taken on the end of season awards um, and also terms of engaging with the buffets as well so that's just kind of the, the top list really and I know there's a myriad of things underneath that you two are probably aware of and, and things that have changed but I don't know what, what are, for you Roger really is the thing you're most, I mean, I'm leaving safe standing out because it's very special but of all the other things that have happened what, what really is the thing that you're most proud of um, I think it'd be easy for me to say it's always going to be the last thing that we yeah. did and, yeah. and that but I, I guess I do want to mention Smithies and, yep. and that was something that you know for 10 years you know you go back and think about the badge and you think about everything else but we wanted a supporters bar and you know Massive. a lot of fans to be fair would go we want a supporters bar and and I eventually turn around and would say to them so would you use it and they almost couldn't tell me mm. it was like they wanted it that's all they wanted was the supporters bar and and so for me now that we've 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 got a foot in the door in terms of working with the community and that opportunity came up when you actually isolate that and think about what happened with the Power League how quickly that turned around mm. from, from them announcing that they were pulling out of, of where they were the club taking it back on and what we ended up with was great so yeah. that, that was very very special to me not just because we named it after Chris yep. I think it was very fitting but we've got something there to, to build on as well um, and everything you've mentioned there is sort of things that we've started yep. none of them you can ever say are finished and I think that's the, the trick to it all is that all of those things will evolve yep. they might all evolve together they all evolve at different times but that's testament to what it is and that's the one thing I'm most proud of is that all of the things there will continue to change and I think that's the difference now that we've got what we had probably five and ten years ago where we do something leave it it would then fall apart yeah that's true that's a really fair point it feels like there's lots of things moving along at the same time rather than just having one thing to focus on and that again that's testament to, to how this whole process is working yeah. I suppose but okay, what about you Mike have you got anything sort of to add to, to that that I didn't list the, the sort of some, something that's gone on in the background maybe I don't know but chips chi- Pro- okay. probably probably I think that the list is Super is, Getting that sorted. Way, yeah, you know the, the the road from the the uh, access a- access past Lidl. Um, you know we we help with the you know sitting on the safety advisory group, which we do now, and yeah. stuff like that, which you know takes up time. And um, I think the proudest thing for me, and and for, for one particular reason, was the, the memorial garden. Um, you know, which was you know a huge, huge project. Um, sensitive as well. Uh, very yeah. sensitive, but it was also a project that I, I think it was the last big project we did with um, we did with Smithy. Mm. 
Um, you know, and he played a he played a phenomenal part in that. Yeah. I mean, Smithy basically funded it through the, the Super Blues. Um, you know, that was that was just you know, but I think just because of the the, the huge amount of feeling that that was in there, um, you know, it was something that we needed to get involved with and, and get sorted. Um, but you know, other than that, you look at ticketing and stuff like that. Mm. I mean. You know, the one person that isn't sat here tonight who, who probably should be is, is Chris Wynn. Yep. You know, who, who I mean, Winnie, you know, is, is, is joint chair with Roger, the SP now, and, you know, plays a plays a massive role in things like ticketing and stuff like that. I mean, the guy is so passionate for stuff like that. Yeah. Um, he drives you absolutely insane because he <laughs> will sit and talk to you about ticketing for hours and hours on end. And whilst it bores the life out of me, it benefits so many of our fans um, and so many kids are coming to the games now because of initiatives that Winnie has fought for um, and brought yeah. forward so you know he, he's he's not sat here tonight but you know he deserves a huge amount of credit for, I think, for his work I, I, can, I think it's completely fair I, to me personally my whole involvement in Shrewsbury Town as a fan base in terms of you know bef- before the, even the Umbrella groups it has come through Chris Smith you know, Chris Wynn he was organising the supporters team for years from the 80s onwards bringing through new generations of lads into what was a, a social environment of Shrewsbury Town fans and that's how I first got to know you know all the people that I know and are leading on to knowing you really and, and Chris is just a a wonderful example of a, of, of a fan in our fan base that I, w- I hope everyone is aware of his name and what he does because same as you guys same as some of the other people you mentioned Chris Smith you know we've got a lot of good fans in this fan base yeah. that I hope this podcast's getting their names out there to recognise that th- these are guys that are going above and beyond we're not, we're, you know you know better than anyone else in terms of understanding football but you know putting that effort in it, it deserves some recognition and, and yeah, you're right Chris, Chris is good and, and we've never had Chris on the podcast I don't think so far so well, maybe we have. I'm not too sure. I'd have to go back and check. But He'll talk if we to have... you for hours yeah. about ticketing, so maybe I'm not. have to make it when if it's not. Do, if you're not doing a three-hour one, you haven't <laughs> been on. But that, that's just my view, really. And I'm always we mention people like this on the podcast a lot. And we've obviously had aid, and most of the people we probably mentioned tonight we've had on, and it's because you know so passionate about the football and take away all this stuff we're talking about. We could all sit here for another two hours and record a podcast about this season, probably longer because yeah. we're just so invested in everything that happens on the pitch. So. Um, that's it, really. I mean, just before we move on to safe standing and, and re- reflect on that, really, because that's obviously got us probably where we got to in terms of the award. I'm probably just worth setting out to anyone again that hasn't been to supporters' parliament meetings um, in in the last few years in terms of just setting out kind of what it works like and you know what, what's the vibe. And like I always say here, it's open to everybody. But yeah, do you want to come yeah, on that? Roger? It's well, it, first of all, it's very open door policy. You know, anybody can come along. Um, we do set an agenda, and the agenda is set from ideas and that that people put forward we've got a few key things on there that yep. we follow through on but generally it's it's about what the supporters want to raise um, so the door is wide open for anybody that wants to come along you know if, if you've never been before come along you'll all I'm guarantee you'll probably see somebody there that you know yeah that's even true. if you know their face and you don't know the name um, there's always representation from the football club and, and I do have to say for all the things that you know Mike said about Brian Brian's attended every single mm-hmm. meeting in the last what three years yep. um, and now you know we get Witters coming along we get Lawrence coming along we, we've had Eric who's, Eric Ramsey who's come along and did a great presentation mm. you know we, we bring in sort of guest speakers in which is really really good and I think that has moved us to a different level with it but you know, my the overriding thing for me is the door is wide open for any supporter to come along. You know, we'll shake them on either hand and 
yeah. you know, sit them down and listen to what they've got to say. That's good. Socially, I, I always find it brilliant yeah. getting to know new Shrewsbury Town fans because it doesn't take away all of the off-the-field stuff. When you go to an away game, you're more likely to bump into someone you yeah, kind of casually absolutely. know. And, it, and to me, being involved in all of this, for me personally, in terms of my social interactions, is brilliant. I know so many more fans at games and can kind of just chat to people and kind of get to, get to know new friends, to be honest with you. And I think that if, if the sports parliament even has that social element to it, which is, which is quite nice, then obviously, um, yeah, that's, that's a nice thing about it. But yeah, I, I think a good example for me is that the last sports parliament meeting we had we had I've forgotten his name now which is terrible the new ticket office manager Martin, Martin Gaunt Martin Gaunt there we go but we had a lot of ticketing questions because of the problems with Ticketmaster and, and other issues he turned up and he answered all those questions fairly and gave me personally some really good answers about why it was so hard to buy children's tickets online and he's gone away and he said he's going to look at it and hopefully by next season he'll look at Ticketmaster's ass and it'll probably work but you know it's nice yeah. to get someone who's on the on the front line answering those questions that you might have and uh, on behalf of the whole fan base really so yeah I think that's right that it's moved it on um, and in terms of moving on we will move on to your favourite subject which you're probably <laughs> bored of talking about now to be honest with you but it is safe standing and um, how momentous that was really and we've had you both on I think we had two podcasts where we covered the initial launch of it, where we talked yeah, about yeah. them fundraising and all of that sort of thing. And then we had one on a reflection of, I think it was on when it was installed. I obviously came in with yeah. that day they installed it and then we did it about a day or two later, didn't we? Um, and that's you know, that's a while back now, isn't it? We've almost gone a whole season of safe standing. And I think rather than going through the whole story because we've done that, just what are your reflections really on how it's, how it's all worked in terms of this full season? And it, you know, being full last week is a good example, I suppose, of where we've got to it. It's been amazing. Mm. Um, I think... When we first sat down and, well, when Roger phoned me that faithful morning and said, I've got an idea, and, you know, and it was like, right, okay, and he told me what it was, and I basically laughed down the phone at him and said, right, yeah, carry on. Um, I think if, you, if, if, if you'd sat there that morning and thought, you know, what, what could we achieve by doing this, and you'd seen the total change, I think, in atmosphere within the stadium mm. at times um, it made it all worthwhile yeah. um, you know it was a massive massive amount of work I mean no one will ever be able to, to tell me that you know it didn't take a lot to do because I think if you speak <laughs> to Vicky my wife and Sue Rogers you know and, and you know the amount of time we spent on the project and you know the, the late phone calls and the early meetings and mm. you know even after we put it in, going down to Parliament and finding oh, yeah, the cause and, and things like that, you know, it, it's been it's been a full time job on top of our our full time jobs. To be fair, you've done well to um, come through it still being married, frankly, both of you. <laughs> only just, I think, at times. To be fair, I think we both got very uh, understanding partners, <laughs> and, and you know, it's. I think from my side of it, Vicky's always <clears throat> looked at it and, and said, well. You know, when I married you, you were a Shrewsbury fan, and I well, knew what yeah. I was marrying, and and you know, um, but it, it's it's just totally changed the the stadium. Um, and speaking to people in Parliament and speaking to people last night, it's totally changed the dynamic of English football, or it could yeah. totally change really the has. dynamic yeah. of English football. You know, there were football clubs looking at doing it. There were Premier League football clubs that want to do it. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. and and it, it will become part and parcel of, of football going forward. And it's interesting what Mike was talking about, how hard work and fretted it was. And I remember sitting down with, with you and, and Roger at one point when we were talking about how it would affect the fans that were already in those areas. And I think maybe, I'm not, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, but I think for me, visualising this from a little bit remote, 
that seemed to be the bit you were most worried about was upsetting people that sat there. And I think, you know, again, I'm reflecting a year later that that was that wasn't it was a concern at the time. But looking back, because of how well accepted it's been, I guess it makes you think we were right to be concerned about it. But actually, it settled down nicely and it wasn't quite of a the headache that it probably felt at the time. Yeah, yeah, we, we were concerned about that mm. um, um, because we'd we'd gone sort of, um, you know, 10 years into the new stadium and, and sort of people have got their routines mm. in, in place again and you know it was one of the things that we didn't really know when we set out how that was going to going to pan out and uh, you know we wanted to make sure it, it was a bit like we were trying to say we want to keep everybody happy yeah and yet you know somebody comes along and says i don't want to move seats then you know we've got to do something about it and mm. so we had many many conversations with with brian about how we tackle that and just by being open and transparent about it, you know, was was the way forward, and yeah. you know, sympathetic to everybody's cause. We, you know, we never wanted to sort of just push this at people and go, "It's coming, forget about it. If you don't like it, go somewhere else." That was not the right way to do it, and um, you know, I think we went about it in the right way, yeah. and and we listened, and it was very much, you know, I have to say again, Brian was like, "Listen, guys, you know, if they hear it from you, it's more credible yeah. because your supporters." You know, we're just mere supporters of the football club. Yeah, that's uh, that's all it is. And yeah, you know. I, mem- I remember there was a, there was a meeting, one of the sports department meetings. There were some people that were a bit miffed with it, and I think yeah. that it wasn't the case of you guys saying it. It was like the room kind of was so behind the idea and and wanting to get Steve standing back or standing back into an all seat stadium that it kind of the room managed to take some of those people with them. Yeah. And they never left happy, I should imagine. But there was an, there was evidence yeah. for them to go away and think, well, it's not just some guys at the top of sports department pushing it through. That it was quite clear that weight was there. I, I'll tell you a quick little story about that. I met a guy, I was, I think Sue and I were out in town. We went to the Nag's Head. I don't know why, we, we'd never normally go in the Nag's Head. <laughs> but we went to the Nag's Head for a drink. It must have been raining as we were walking up the cop or something. And this guy came to me and he was talking. He said, oh, I've seen, you know, you're, you're something to do with safe standing. And we had a 10-minute chat about it. He, he was like, I'm, I'm not going to move seats. Mm. And we just talked it through, you know, would it be so bad if you moved a couple of rows forward and all of that? And we just talked it all through. And I, I still don't know who he was sort of thing. It was one of them. And at the end of it, we started where we sort of disagreed and we both probably were there. Yeah. And we come together on it and it was just like we both realised that there was a way forward for it. And it was, I don't know, it sounds awful, but it was just... Yeah, fans it talking. It's, it's, yeah, fans you, talking. You, get, you, you always find that common ground because you're a fan at the end of the day. And, Absolutely. And, and safe standing was, you know, we talk about the national impact that Mike just talked about there, but fundamentally it was to, to come back for our fans who desperately misstanding and as a, as a huge town fan take away everything nationally just to have that option that my son who's you know whatever he's now seven or eight in when he turns into his 16 17 years and he wants to go and stand on it to go into his own to the football which he's going to want to do which will be sad but um yeah he's going to want to do that and i love the fact he'll have the same option i have to go and stand and watch football and, and that's the legacy you know we're going to leave a lot of legacies what the sports partner does but in terms of a legacy for for football, you know, it's fantastic, and I guess I guess I want to move on now because you know that, I think it's it's that legacy and the, the the importance of what we've done as a football club through the sports parliament and yourselves that's led to where you got to last night, which is obviously the EFL trophy. So, to talk us through that then. So, when, when did you or how did you first find out you'd been nominated, Roger? Um, it, it was a few weeks back, and um, you know, Ian Whitfield apparently um, put said to Brian, look, you know, there's, we need to nominate something somebody yep. here and, and, and a cause. And they put it forward, and we didn't know anything about it. And then I think I got them. I'm trying to think which game it was now. We, I think we lost at home. I can't remember now. My brain's <laughs> There's a gone. few of them. <laughs> There's a few of them, yeah. And uh, I got a message from Brian on the Monday morning. I was on the way to Manchester, and he said, Are you all right for a chat? And I'm thinking, Uh oh. What's coming? <laughs> <laughs> What's coming in? He said, Listen, I just want to tell you something that you've, you've 
won the League One award for this. And, wow. Have we won that? We haven't even been <laughs> in it, you know. What is You've it? got to be in it to win it. Yeah. And uh, he said, oh, you know, all credit to Ian. He put your name forward. Okay. I, put, I put an endorsement on it and they've come back and there's three winners from Championship, yep. League One and League Two and you've mm. got it. And, and it went from there and, and he said, don't say anything to Mike, will you? He said, I'm going to phone him myself and... Uh, you weren't somewhere funny. Com- it wasn't somewhere comedy. You went on the toilet when he phoned us. No, I was in the middle of a factory oh. setting up a printer. <laughs> oh, I'm more into very oh, rock and roll. That's not exactly the um, most exciting story, Mike. So no, no, you no, make something no, up, really. No, well, no, yeah, yeah, I was sat on the toilet. No, um, yeah. To be fair, I, I'll be honest. They phoned and oh, Brian phoned and, and told me, and I, I'll be honest, just didn't know what to say. Mm. Um, I think if, if I, you listen back to that phone call, if, if Brian has got it recorded. Um, I'll probably just sort of say, "Oh right, great, thanks very much," yeah. um, and that that was it. Um, but but yeah. you cheered up when he and told then, you it was all expenses paid trip to London. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, before yeah. that, we we then had a conversation on the phone. I thought I can't leave this. I've got a phone mic, yeah. you know, and, and we sort of had a chat about it. And, and I think we had a. It was almost like a silent conversation. We were both like, "Well, you know, what what do we do? What what's next?" Sort of thing. And then. It obviously evolved that mm. Brian said, oh, you, you get to go to London to the awards and yeah. and that. And it's like, wow, you know, this... Cool. this all of a sudden, it, it grew legs mm. very quickly and we were like... So talk us through the last 24 hours then. So, train down, Mike? Can't remember, Mike. No. <laughs> um, yeah, train down on... Uh, Sunday, Sunday night. Sunday we night. Sunday, what day is yeah. it today? We it's went Monday. Monday. We went Sunday we went lunchtime. Sunday lunchtime. Yeah, train down uh, yesterday and then... Um, Went for a few few drinks, didn't we? And then uh, yeah, went to the Grosvenor. Um, so uh, on, Park Lane. on Park Lane, um, very posh awards deal. I think there were eight hundred people there. Um, Prestigious, yeah. Yeah, very very you know footballers and, and managers from from all over the country. Um, yeah, and uh, to be fair, I think the safe standing thing. We, we obviously knew we'd won the League One award. We were up for the, the national award. We, I think we were a little bit unsure whether we would we would win it purely because it's obviously quite a political um, yeah, yeah. topic. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was it was just unbelievable. I have interest. What what were the other fans nominated for? What sort of thing? There the was a lady from Brentford, Audrey, who's 88, I think wow. she is. No, 98. Who's 98, was she? I can't remember. Yeah. And, and uh, she's done, for the last two years, done a lot of campaigning for their community Brilliant. and their young, younger fans. Um, and uh, Frank Grand, I think you pronounce his surname, who unfortunately passed away 12 months ago, uh, a month ago, who'd won it last year, and he's been doing some phenomenal work, apparently, right up until his death for, for Northampton Town. Amazing, um, amazing. So, you know, we were we were like mm, a little bit there, but uh, I, I kept saying to Mike, we're not going to London without coming away with an award. <laughs> it, it, I'm used you know, to we're going to break the mould here. And, uh, Reverse the curse, I take yeah. you were going down, again, yeah. Against Portsmouth... Um, because once it all sort of came out on the Monday, Brian phoned us and told us, and then Monday afternoon it was like the AFL contacted us and said, right, we, we want to come to the Pompey game. 
Maybe. we want to put a cameraman on you and follow you around. I've seen it. I've seen the footage. Was, Mike, Mike seems to be shouting at what's going on on the pitch quite aggressively. In yeah. It. Yeah. yeah. There's <laughs> loads more footage than that. Yeah. They followed us everywhere all around the ground. I, I, I did it. I did a similar thing with uh, Sky once. They did my big league weekend and they filmed yeah. me and, and one of my friends, Ben Harvey, who I used to play football with. And the footage of that, I look back on it now. You're going to look back on that thinking, I look like a nutter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think it was six hours of footage for two minutes of video that they yeah. put up. It's good though. It was all good fun though. And, and yeah. that's the one thing, just you know, going back to the, the safe standing thing, was um, that the, the media stuff that has grown from it for me, you know, we, we've <laughs> got better at doing a few interviews Definitely. Uh, over the last two years, but to, to see other people coming out throughout the season to want to come to the stadium, you know, we, we did an interview for ESPN Brazilian TV yeah, a couple of weeks ago. We've got a guy coming against Oxford who wants to do a video and he's doing some sort of degree at university. Mm-hmm. And all of those little quirky angles on it that we've, we've done and you know that's the sort of stuff we've done behind the scenes, which has been really good. I, I find that quite interesting. I like that. It's but it's all about pushing it out for the football club. That's why I do it. That's brilliant. And, and so obviously you were saying about you know, you've been nominated. You're up against two very worthy opponents as well. And, and it was decided on the night you didn't find out until it was no, we didn't know. So, didn't know. so yeah. Yeah, obviously they, they said Mike and Roger Groves and then what, what was that process like going up onto the stage nerve wracking we were already up on the stage oh, okay, so they, yeah, they, 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 they call got, you all up okay, fine. and then uh, yeah we were all up on the stage and then that's basically right. it's a bit like the Oscars they open an envelope and it's like, like the winner is more like Miss World uh, yeah well yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and to be fair I, I, I never expected to win it I, mm. I honestly didn't um, I think you thought we were didn't you but I I all the way through, I thought I can't. I can't just can't. I th- for me, again, it's the, the sort of political side of it and stuff like that, which is, is still ongoing. And for me, it was. I just thought, yeah, I just thought we wouldn't do it. And, yeah. and I think when they when they said the winner is Shrewsbury Town, you know, and it, it yeah, it does. It's, it's a, like you say, it's amazing to go to London and and actually win something. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think we just sort of stood there and. Didn't really know what to do, did we? It you was, got, uh, Colin Murray was interviewing you, wasn't Colin he? Murray Colin sort Murray sort of stuck yeah. a, a microphone under our noses <laughs> and started asking us questions in front of, you know, 800 people. All but, the best players in the football yeah, league. Yeah, Brilliant. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was just great. And, um, you know, when, when, when they said, and the winner is Shrewsbury Town, it was like, that was just that split second is fantastic. You know, it wasn't our names, it was Shrewsbury Town. And that... That's massive. Yeah, that, yeah. that is massive. And then, of course, Colin does. He comes and sticks a, a, a microphone on you know, and, and I'm thinking, whatever I'm going to say is going to be short and sweet, you know. And <laughs> that's it. So nothing rehearsed or anything like that. But uh, to be fair to him, he's really good. And then while they did a few photographs, he said, "Look, I'll ask." He'll ask me about the SP. Yeah. He said, "And I'll ask Mike about safe standing." And, and sort of that that's was it. And it was great. And then we went off. They take you off stage, and then they do some photographs. And then they take you up and they do an interview at the EFL really? thing, which they're putting out live. So they've got a big setup behind the oh, right. behind the screens with all the the Twitter stuff and they're oh, doing. And that was that was great. But you just wheeled it off and that. And then uh, it's like the Oscars then, like you it know, is, it's like it the Oscars. Is, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, as as a fan, obviously, I'm going to ask you some serious questions about last night, right? <laughs> did you tap anyone off decent up for us to sign next year? Uh, no comment. Oh, damn it. Uh, did Noreen tell you all the gossip? <laughs> 
Because no, you went down with Brian and Noreen. No comment. Oh, uh, no, no. To be, <laughs> to be fair to yeah. Noreen, she, um, no, no. Brian and Noreen, uh, Noreen is, is Brian Caldwell's wife, we should just say, in case yeah. anyone doesn't know. She was tweeting pictures and uh, stuff that was going on last night, which was fantastic, really, for, to see what was going on as fans. And um, yeah, I'm only, I'm only joking because obviously <laughs> yeah. things that happen with Ersty. Yeah. But yeah, come on, there must have been something salacious or you know, happening in the background. Um, there, you know? Saw a few ex players. Oh, okay, uh, you, you know, uh, had a chat with James Collins, didn't we? Oh, brilliant. Um, yeah, got a photo I, with, I with Caldwell. I asked Billy Sharp if he'd sign for us next season. And, <laughs> you know, things like that. But yeah, it, it's just it's just surreal. I think as a, as a you know you we never expect any of it. it, it you know, as a as a norm, what a class as an everyday football fan to be yeah. sat in a room and you're looking around. You've got Barry Fry sat to your right, and you've got you know Gordon um, Taylor, Gordon Taylor there, sat to your left, and you've got you know the whole Sheffield United squad sat you know table behind you. And it, and it, it's just everywhere you look it's like I know that person you turn around and I know that person it's just yeah it must have been surreal uh, you must have had to keep an eye on your profit rolls if Barry Fry was behind you yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I did. I did ask Collo if he'd uh, come back and bang a few goals in for uh, us next week. Yeah, that'd be ideal. Yeah. Yeah. Just you know, get us promoted as well, and yeah, that'd be fine. Um, it's, yeah, it sounds like a fantastic thing. And obviously, then wrapping up, you obviously had a, a night down in London and have come back on the train tonight and, and literally been a whirlwind of interviews today with with the football club and, and obviously coming down here to do this as well. So, okay, I guess your head's still spinning, Roger. Yeah, I mean, I mean you know, it was uh, quite a late night last night, um, and uh, I think. It was about nine o'clock this morning. Phone went, and uh, it was uh, James Bond, uh, Radio Shropshire, and Sue actually answered it. Um, which uh, I can't tell you where I was at the time. <laughs> I'll leave that to to, to guess. Recovering. Um, we were in a hotel in London. So he said, "Oh, he's just out at the car at the moment." So, <laughs> um, so I did a quick, quick five-minute interview with James, and then he said, "Look." Would you guys, what time are you back? Would you go on Radio Shropshire yeah, brilliant. tonight? Um, and to be fair, Lewis Cox from Shropshire Star, we've been in contact with Lewis over the last sort of 48 hours mm. constantly. So we've done loads of stuff with Lewis and there's something going out tomorrow night in the Star, which is great. And, and again, it's all about the football club. And uh, we've been done something with which... Yeah, the football club today. The, yeah. the football club today. I mean, I was going to say to me, you know, one of the reasons I wanted to catch up with you tonight is, you know, as much as getting out amongst our fan base, because it's really as far as the podcast goes, but we do get a lot of listens now, which is yeah. fantastic. Um, but it, you know, to me, I'm glad that it's being picked up by the press because for for us as a football club, for me, taking a step back, you know, I know you were friends, but just even as a as a layman, if I was, it's something to be very proud of as a football club, and, and something for us to definitely bang the drums about and say, look, we have got we have got fans doing this yeah. in our football club, and maybe here's a model that other football clubs should start to listen to because we talk about we could take this back a little bit further. You talk about um, how it works, the Sports Parliament, the chairman leaving, the, the CEO to do that job. You know, that's not a model that's replicated in many football clubs anymore, is it? You, you either have mad despotic chairmen who are running football clubs into the ground and, and coming up with debt, not paying players. It does feel like we've got a very kind of quite unique thing at the moment at this football club in terms of stability, and, and that's something we should probably also bang the drums about, Mike. Yeah, we're an incredibly stable football club, mm-hmm. um, and that is down to the chairman and to the chief exec, Brian. Um, and the, there's, nobody can argue anything against that. You know, we are not. You know, how many clubs were either in court last week, or yep. you hear that you know they're potentially going to be in court. I think there was another four last week. Four not pay players. Um, this you know, and you look at it, and you've got clubs that are eighty million pound in debt. Clubs that spent. You know, you look at how much money Wigan um, and uh, Blackburn spent to get out of the league against us last season. You know, know, they have spent four, five, six times, maybe even more than that, the Mm. amount of money that we spent on wages. 
so Shrewsbury Town, whilst it hurts this season, and it does <laughs> as a town fan because of what we went through last season, and you just hope that we would build on it and build on it. Mm. But you know, we have to be realistic. We are we are not a top three, four League One club. You may get that opportunity where everything clicks like it did last season. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, what would you rather? You'd rather a club mid-table League One than no club at all at the end of the day. Mm. Um, and you look at you know the likes of Barry and Oxford and clubs like that, and we are in a hell of a lot better position thanks to the way that the football club is run off the pitch. Yeah, you can't, I feel bad as a, as a football fan because I kind of hope that our strategy pays off in the long run, that clubs do go to the wall because they've burnt, their, burnt the matches too far and that eventually we kind of settle further up the pyramid because of, of the carnage at other clubs. It seems to be that you know there's always someone there to rescue a club or they always kind of get away with it and, and hasn't quite paid off yet. But I do, I do think that, and you know, I'm one of the chairman's biggest critics over the years, people always think I hate the guy, but I actually do agree with the strategy and, and, and if we keep doing that, we're, we've moved on a tonne from where we were before we moved to the new state. We're now a League One club. We were a League Two club then. That's fundamentally changed it. And so, you know, I do think that this season shines a massive light on, and we're moving away from what we're talking about. It shines a massive light on. Oh, we move backwards, and there are big problems. But I'm more sanguine about it at the moment in terms of the fundamentals are still there, and we've just got to try and keep building on them. You're absolutely right. And you know, last season was absolutely fantastic. And and what we've got to do is take the bits out of that. And and but the main core of where we're trying to go you know there's a long term goal here and that's the stability of the football club and yeah. making sure that's happening and and yeah I get frustrated like anybody else I just want to win on a Saturday afternoon and Every week. three points <laughs> and sometimes you know I'll probably say right let's spend that three million quid on mm. a striker and then he comes in and he doesn't score don't score a goal for 30 games but, you know <laughs> we probably waste it on Tom Eves or something stupid we're, like that. We're, we're short term strategy then aren't we you know and, yeah. and that, but it's it is frustrating that because sometimes we are just just like that supporters mm. but we have to balance that I think and you're right to say that we've got to take what we've got and let's build on it and just l- make sure the mainstream stuff's there in place which I think it is yep. and, and it's all the little bits that we do yep. outside of that for the club as supporters and together yeah. that's the key to it's it it's a good message to have and I suppose we're going to kind of wrap this up now really I was going to ask you about, about you know what you think of, of what's going to happen with Ricketts into next season but the last thing I was going to ask you which is what a lot of people kind of asked to ask is you know we've gone through all these big projects we've got now and we were joking when we talked about this beforehand but you know have Mike and Roger and the sports parliament got something big on the horizon they're thinking of looking at next or is it maybe just slight evolutions of some of the ideas or is it just take saying depends what someone comes to us with to look at it or is is there something bubbling in the background Mike you might not be able to tell us but um, to be honest, there's loads of things going <laughs> in the background. I think it, it's never one stops. of those. It it, it it doesn't. It never stops. And I think the the great thing about what we do and and working with the football club is you'll have loads and loads of ideas, and then all of a sudden someone will just come up with something totally out of the blue, pitch it, and and you know, and it's a bit like actually, yeah, that'll make a bloody good project. Mm. You know, let's yep. let's take that to the football club and. You know things things move very very quickly, um, and we are in we're in almost daily contact with the football club. And uh, you know, again, I I think we've said this before, but maybe people don't believe us, or you know. But we we talk to the football club. If it's if it's only once a day, I'm probably lying because it's, it's <laughs> it, you know we can exchange ten fifteen texts a day between myself, Roger. 
Chris Wynn, Brian, mm. you know, just throwing ideas around. Um, and then all of a sudden, one project will come up and it's like, right, that's a goer, let's do that. You know, and, and yeah, like Roger said earlier, we just want the fans to come forward. If there's anything that the fans think that we can do to benefit their match day experience or to bring more people through the gate or to you know, improve Shrewsbury Town, that is why we're here, um, you know. So. It's, and it's a fair point, because, like, we joke about chips all the time, but I banged the drum about chips for a long time as Porter's part of meetings, and it was, it was quite clear that people wanted a hot food option that wasn't stale day-old burgers or crap pies, because they'd gone right downhill. And having that option now of catering vans at the football ground, it's made a massive difference for my match experience. I like a bit of food at the ground. I like to have that as a sort of football meal, at the, to try and, try and be healthy during the start and the rest yeah. of the day. But things like that are very minor, but, you know, it was kind of getting it through the sports plan and it's, it's true anyone could just come with an idea like that and to, to be fair ideas like that aren't, aren't sort of from us they're, they're, you know you've exactly. got people yeah. like Lawrence um, who is our safety officer who, who <laughs> basically I think sort of came up with that idea mm. um, and you know who and it, that's the thing I mean ideas just come from all over the place and, and it, it's fantastic that we've got the staff like Lawrence and, and you know Wits and people like that behind the scenes who are quite happy to engage with this. You know, I think you've got a lot of football clubs out there who would just sort of say, go Do away, yeah. we'll see you yeah. on Saturday. We just want your money. Um, you know, we'll see you every, you know, every other Saturday and we don't want anything else to do with you. Yeah, and I think everything that we've talked about previously about what we've achieved and what we'll go on to achieve all comes under the umbrella of the match day experience, yeah. really. You can all put them under that umbrella. And, you know, for me, the next short-term thing is getting over the line with the Supporter Awards night, because, again, yep. that's important. And we've got a challenge, because, you know, last season, it was great. Brilliant. It was a big celebration. We wanted to do something different. And, you know, before the event last, last sort of uh, April, May time, if you'd asked me in January, we, we were nowhere near doing anything with it. So we've, <laughs> we've picked it up, we run with it, and we're doing it again this year. Yep. And, you know, we want to make it equally just as good, if not improve it. And... And take that forward, and you know that's the that's the key. And you know, so Tuesday, thirtieth yeah. of April, urge every supporter to get down there. You know, tickets are on sale, and again, just something like that. You know, it was a quick email to Martin. Can you get the tickets sorted within a couple of hours? They were printed, they're ready. Yeah, and I go back ten years, that would have taken a long, long time <laughs> to get that sorted. Uh, it, it was fantastic last year. I say, I, you know, I was I was there. I'd normally get yeah. to support, and it was really good last week, last year. And I really enjoyed being there. I sort of helped you guys cover it on the social yeah. media, and I'll, I'll probably want to help do that again if you need me. But yeah, I, I'd say the same thing, and I'll, I'll be banging on about it on the podcast, getting people people down there, and it'll probably sell out, won't it, like it did last year? So it'll be a case of trying to get yeah, them tickets as, as early yeah. as possible. So there we go. I think we'll leave Mike and Roger there because they look exhausted, and obviously they've still got a lot of things to sort out. So um, I, I just once again thanks the thanks to the Prince of Wales to Ian and Vicky for, for letting me use the pub obviously you might have heard a few clanking glasses and, and, the, and the dishwasher thing working as well at one point but hopefully the uh, audio comes out okay it sounded fine in the test and um, yeah thanks again to Mike really and Roger for coming on and also for, for everything they've done really on behalf of the fan base I think it's um, it's great that you've, you've got our fan base and our football club recognised because of what's been going on and I know you've, you've set out that it's because of all the help you've had and everything but you know, yeah. I, you know I think it's fair that you've both been recognised as well so yeah, cheers for coming on, guys. We'll, we'll get you back on you. probably into next season when Sam Ricketts has got us charging at the table to talk football rather than off-field stuff. And, um, yeah, enjoy the rest of the glory. Thank you very much. Thanks. Thanks.